This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte hain. I'm going to be your host this week because Abhinandan has gone for a short trip to Amritsar I believe where he's having dosa with chutney for some reason. At least what? that's what his tweet suggests. And we've been speculating <laughs> on he, his purpose. He told that he's going to have kulcha. <laughs> we we discussed that and he was supposed to have Well he's tweeted that the chutney kulcha. with the dosa. He's going to have everything one doesn't cancel out the other. <laughs> <laughs> Has he gone there to eat kulchas? No, he did no. tell me that uh, he's going to have chole kulche and then he's going to come back. Okay. He's is going it, to uh, he's going to for darshan and after oh. darshan he'll have chole kulche. But I thought he's an atheist. Clearly he's no, not. No, he said he's he's going to come to matha taken. We need to oh, check. Oh, maybe he's gone to thank. Ah. Yes. And maybe he should go to Tirupati and shave his head <laughs> and make them richer. <laughs> I'm just going to quickly introduce our lovely panel today. Uh, we have Madhu Trehan with us. Hello. Welcome Madhu, it's really good to have you. We have Mehraj, Hello. who we introduced last week, so if you want his introduction then listen to that again. Yeah, please <laughs> But do. he's the latest <laughs> member on the news laundry and team. And it's behind a paywall, so you'll have to subscribe first if yeah. you haven't already. If you want to know who Mehraj is, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and of course Ravan sir, welcome Hello. Ravan sir. And we have a really special guest with us, uh, Kumar Sambhav Srivastav who's uh, a journalist he's been a journalist for about a decade he is contributing editor with business standard and recently a tweet thread of his made quite a bit of news and was even noticed by the powers that be in the top court hi kumar hi <laughs> welcome a big welcome to you and um before we get into uh, a discussion and we have a lot of stuff to ask sambhav we'll quickly um, go over the headlines So the Ayodhya case uh, the last hearing happened on Wednesday uh, it was quite a uh, high drama pages were torn uh, it was reported all over the news media so we should discuss a bit of that uh, the petitioners from the muslim side have asked the supreme court to restore the babri mosque they said that they own the land cj ranjan gogoi uh, was pretty upset through the hearing and we can discuss a bit of whatever the courtroom drama was but he basically started off saying enough is enough and we need to finish the hearing the side representing the hindus uh, presented uh, some evidence from this book which was torn that was reported that went a bit viral uh, meanwhile the sunni board lawyer has said that the ayodhya panel's plan is a win win for hindus and muslims and already we are seeing a lot of reporters landing in ayodhya and there's also section 144 being imposed in ayodhya mm-hmm. right um kashmir continues to stay in news uh, there were full page ads in um, newspapers actually in jnk where the government uh, basically spoke about how uh, you should not succumb to militant threats and you should resume normal life that must be the first government ads in a kashmiri newspaper in a very long time yeah because they are giving them ads otherwise yeah, yeah. post paid mobile services were restored after 72 days this was there was a lot of jubilation you could see a lot of anchors calling up the reporters in kashmir and saying call lag gaya that was being reported uh but now amiraj have you made calls back home like yes, is it all yes, working yes yes so n- hmm. the connectivity is much much better but internet and prepaid is still off okay. so um, what news are you getting from kashmir now is it normalizing or not no it's the same as it is the government is trying to normalize so they have uh, 
announced examinations for uh, schools yeah later this month yeah all kids are uh, being yeah, asked to come back within yeah. a month i think to give the exams or something like so that so it a starts on 29th of october the exam starts so it will go on for about a month or so okay but it but seems there seems to be like civil disobedience going on yes and uh, people and are not opening their shops not uh-huh. doing business not using public transport so how will they resolve this it means like who's going to blink first I don't think that they really care about it. They just want to project a like perception of normalcy. That's why the exams are happening. So you have schools shut for like three months. Nobody has studied anything, and the but now you have to have exams. And the kids are they don't have a choice. If they don't, they lose a year. Hmm. And the government is working f- more for an image. Yeah. For the outside Kashmir, people living outside Kashmir, yeah, yeah, not for people living in Kashmir. In fact, the whole decision I think was for the people outside, outside Kashmir, Kashmir rather than yeah. for. So, Kashmir. so that's the image the government is trying to yeah. create. We also had a bunch of interviews that Amit Shah gave to four channels, five channels. We can discuss mm. that too. There's of course Haryana and Maharashtra elections that we can get into a bit. We've started getting our first batch of ground reports. Uh, in fact, we published one today from Haryana. Big news for India, Abhijit Banerjee, and I will not say his wife, <laughs> <laughs> and Esther Duflo, uh, they won the Nobel Prize for Economics, uh, along with Michael Kremer. It was big news, celebrated by everyone in India. Everyone was jubilant. Bengali especially. Not everyone. Ex- ex- uh, not exactly, everyone. Yeah. Some people were upset because he's a bit of a critic of the current government. Before we begin our discussion for the week, I would like to remind you, as always, pay to keep news free. Log on to newslaundry.com slash subscription and support us. We need your help. We need you to come in and step up more than ever and uh, do it. Otherwise, Abhinandan will call you Mufat Khor. <laughs> also, rate our podcasts on whatever platform you're listening on. Our ratings do matter. And we'd love for you guys to give us your honest feedback. But hopefully most of that feedback would be positive and glowing and in five stars. Also, one very important thing. If you like our podcast, please recommend them to people. You do know that for Hafta, the latest three ones are behind the paywall. And we always put up a short snippet called Chota Hafta. So you can forward Chota Hafta to your friends and get them hooked. And just give them a snippet of what the podcast is like and urge them to listen to uh, or subscribe to us and listen to Hafta or you can send them some of our previous episodes that are outside the paywall. Just give them a flavor of what our discussions are like and urge them again to subscribe to us. So let's just jump right in. I'll get uh, Kumar. I, I should call you Sambhav, right? Kumar yeah, is just Sambhav. your like Kumari Kumar. <laughs> you can call Sambhav. That's mm-hmm. better. Okay. Yes, of course. So Sambhav, uh, you did the tweet early this week. Yeah. where you spoke about a very complicated case with a lot of subplots and a lot of heroes and twists and turns. So, and that got noticed by uh, uh, Supreme Court Judge Arun Mishra. I think mm-hmm. I think he was referring to your, though he didn't specify, but it seemed like he was referring to your tweet thread. And he spoke about how he was being maligned on social media. So just tell us a bit about uh, the story that you've been covering for a while now on land acquisition and what you were telling people in that thread. Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I reported this story with my colleague uh, Nitin Sethi. This was reported in Business Standard in April 2019. And the story was about how one very important provision of the land acquisition law, which was enacted in 2013, was stuck in the Supreme Court uh, for the past five years. So, the you know, and I'll, I'll come back to the story what it is, but the interesting thing is that these stories, when you report on facts, 
and you've done some work on this they are relevant all the time and you never know when when they become that big <laughs> yeah so uh, so this is how it uh, it happened and uh, you probably uh, i mean i would also like to believe that uh, uh, the judges were mentioning uh, they were referring to this particular tweet hmm. uh, and it had some impact So, but but basically it was about um uh, supreme court judge arun mishra deciding on a bench and this correct. this pertained to a case of on reliance and land acquisition so at least just tell us a bit about that case so that our viewers right. know what we're so talking what about so what happened is uh, in 2013 the uh, the then upa government brought a new land acquisition law and it basically uh, so yeah going to the root of the matter the earlier law of land acquisition was enacted in the colonial times 1894 and that law was pretty draconian it basically just forcefully let governments to acquire land from anybody hmm. even for private parties or anyone with meager compensation yeah now all these things were uh, were corrected in the new law in 2013 there were two three very important things that if you're taking uh, land for a private project or a public private project then you have to take consent of people the compensation was increased by many folds for in urban areas was increased by two fold in rural areas was increased by four fold and then there was also rehabilitation and resettlement promise to people who lose land these provisions were not in the older law now after 2013 whenever land is taken for a new project all these things will apply but okay. for people who whose land was taken earlier they obviously did not get benefit of these uh, these progressive provisions hmm. so there was a this very important provision in the new law which said that for the previous or the earlier projects where land was taken but land has not been acquired for 5 years sorry land mm-hmm. has the possession of land has not been taken for 5 years by the developer mm-hmm. or the compensation has not been paid to people to farmers in their accounts then they are eligible to new. get the benefits of the new law okay which means the acquisition under under the previous law will lapse mm-hmm. so and then they, the government will have to acquire all the land fresh a fresh under the new law hmm. now there was a case in gujarat jamnagar where reliance was building its scz a petroleum scz and they had acquired, started initiated uh, initiated acquisition of land in 2005 the there were obviously some farmers protested and the land acquisition got stuck hmm. the uh, the company and the government could not take uh, possession of some of the land even though they they deposited the compensation in the government treasury hmm. people did not take the compensation in their account they refused to take okay so uh, after this 2013 law came these farmers filed a case in the gujarat high court seeking these benefits of the new law that because the land acquisition was stuck the land acquisition should lapse and we should get benefit of the new law and this case was against reliance so farmers this case against... was against the reliance sez okay. this was okay. in Guj- gujarat high yeah, court yeah, yeah. while this case was going on in several other high courts across the country as well as in the supreme court several farmers have got already orders and judgments in their favor using this particular provision of the law this provision is section 24 okay. of the new law so they got benefits across the courts judges were delivering orders in the benefit of, of in the favor of farmers using this particular provision now in 2014 government change 
the new government realized that this could be very problematic, this particular mm. provision. There could be several projects which were stuck. They might get again delayed further and uh, and sort of development gets stuck, the whole narrative that the government proposes against uh, fair land acquisition. Mm. So they tried to amend the law. And this was happening while this case against the Reliance SEZ was already going on in high court. The BJP government tried to amend this law and try to structure down this provision, hmm. this two, section 24. They could not do it because of the opposition. Uh, there was a po- strong opposition in the parliament, so they yeah, could not yeah, do yeah. it. That was a big movement. Now, what parliament, uh, what government could not do it, Reliance got it from the high court in Gujarat. High court agreed. What basically Reliance did, they just did not argue in the same case, but they filed a counter petition against the farmer's demand, hmm. saying this section 24 should go. or it should not be applied on private parties because private parties, as long as they have given the compensation to the government treasury, they are not responsible for whether the compensation is paid or not or whether the possession of land has not taken. Mm -hmm. So high court agreed against all the other interpretation of other high courts and Supreme Court. They agreed with Reliance and the farmers lost this case there. Mm -hmm. So they filed a petition in the Supreme Court uh, against the high court order. And that now petition that, is being yeah. heard by the same judge who uh, favored so reliance. That, and... that petition got listed before Justice Arun Mishra. While this petition, Justice Mishra was still hearing this petition. In another case related to the same provision, he he gave a judgment saying that yes, these uh, the provisions should not apply in the in certain cases where private party has already paid the compensation in government treasury. So this judgment would have in in another in the Reliance case it would have benefited to Reliance, but interestingly, Justice Mishra's uh, this bench that he was heading it was a three judge bench, and the judgment that this bench gave was in contradiction to another three judge bench in the Supreme Court. So uh, this is I mean this is a norm in the Supreme Court that if three the, a bench of equal strength can't just override another judgment. Of a bench of equal strength. Oh, okay. If there is, if I there is a that. contradiction, hmm. then the new bench has to basically refer it to the larger bench okay. or the CJI okay. for doing this. But Justice Arun Mishra did not refer this to another bench. He just overrode the judgment of another three-judge bench in 2014, which was in the favor of farmers. So now this again, this was a contradiction. Then another three-judge bench of the Supreme Court noticed this, that this is what Justice Mishra's bench has done. So that bench stayed Justice Mishra's order and said that this can't be done. This needs to be referred to a larger bench, a CGI or larger okay. bench. So, so then uh, it came to CJI. He formed, a, he announced that a new five bench judge, a constitution bench will be constituted and that will decide the matter. Okay. Now the so, whole issue was pending for one and a half year. Finally, uh, last week, the constitution bench was uh, formed. And interestingly, uh, Justice Arun Mishra was made head of that bench as well. <laughs> so that's when the whole... So, uh, I think this needs like a proper graphic storytelling because there's so many characters and so much So happening. basically, Justice Mishra is judging his own case right now. Correct. In a way. So yeah, okay. he would be leading. I mean, I mean, though people say that it's not just him deciding. There are four other judges, but obviously he would be leading the whole hearing uh, 
to decide whether uh, another judgment by a bench headed by him was valid or not. So that's what the whole contention was in the Supreme Court and the matter got heard for two days. Uh, the lawyers, one of the lawyers from the farmer sites very aggressively argued that he can't be judging this case because he already had a predisposition on the matter. Mm. And that's when uh, the whole controversy really became big. Okay, so moving on to Ayodhya. So the uh, the court heard the the last hearing was on Tuesday. Uh, just to give you a little brief, um, it was a very dramatic hearing. Um, what we know from what was being reported was that uh, the Hindu Mahasabha presented wanted to present a few maps from a book called uh, Ayodhya Revisited. This is a book that was written in 2016 by an IPS officer who was mediating between the two groups uh, during the PV Narasimha Rao uh, government. So they wanted to present these maps. Um, and on the last day of the hearing, you basically can't produce new evidence. You're supposed to be just finishing your arguments. Uh, so the so Rajiv Dhawan, who's representing the Sunni Waqf board, got a bit angry and he said, no, you can't present it. And he shredded the uh, maps to which the CGI said, OK, you can shred them further. And then there was commotion in the thing. Uh, the CGI said, we'll walk out, you know, if you don't present your uh, side quickly and we have to finish by five o'clock and all that happened. And then it ended. Uh, I was very shocked for one to see how this was reported by a large section of the media. Uh, there were two. One was that uh, television media and especially the Times Now. I watched Times Now that day and uh, Republic and a few others also. They presented this very, I think, a very usual practice of maybe shredding papers as blasphemy against the Hindu religion. Yeah. So you had anchors saying that Hindu religion has been violated in the Supreme Court and hamari aastha ko bhaar diya type. So and I think it was, it was very inflammatory. Was yeah. No, it's not just a map. Even the justice said ki this is not relevant to us. Yeah. You can tear it off if yeah, you want. Exactly. And then he tore it off. Yeah. I mean, it's a very routine <laughs> thing. And yeah. And interestingly, this happened on the same day as the News Broadcasters Association's guidelines came out on reporting on Ayodhya, where they've said that you are not to inflame passions, you are not to speculate on the verdict, uh, you are not to do debates where that can cause, you know, uh, people to get angry. So I'm very skeptical about it. Um, Madhu, what do you think? Uh, are we going to see some sane reporting? <laughs> also, they said uh, one interesting thing that I wanted your opinion on because you've covered it also was they said that you should not show the demolition of the masjid on your TV. First of all, the actual demolition, nobody, ha nobody has footage of the structure coming down. You have uh, footage of people on top of the thing and knocking uh, with hammers and, and uh, other objects. But that was not the way it was brought down. That was all tamasha. The way it was brought down, it was discovered later, was that the whole place had been wired. With because such a heavy, big structure cannot come down with a few guys climbing up and knocking on it. You know, that doesn't, obviously it's common sense that that's not how it came down. And then after investigations, it was discovered that the whole thing had been wired with explosives. And so that actual moment of the dust, like, you know, when you see a building coming down, patak, and all the dust coming up, nobody has that footage. So oh. anyone showing it... Hmm. Uh, what they mean maybe is then the image, that famous no, no. image of people it's climbing up and knocking it. I, I was well, there. Well, Ajtak, India Today has used a news track footage and done some extensive, uh, of course, they changed our voiceover and my voiceover. <laughs> and they did their own thing, which is fine. It's their property. They're most welcome to it. But um, 
they showed pretty much everything that we had shown at that time. But the point is for them to say that you should not show the actual falling down of the uh, is a bit precious. I think it's mm. a little silly and delicate mm. because it's not like Muslims will be seeing it for the first time mm. coming down. The whole jo chot padi thi, lagi thi us time wo usi time lagi thi, and that chot has remained. Mm. So for them to say that ye mat dikhao, it'll inflame. It's not really. I don't. I don't think it's. Um, yeah. It's realistic. Uh, whatever in and. I'm not sure about the average Muslim uh, is that committed on the Babri Masjid. Hmm. And I'm not sure even the average Hindu is that committed on building a temple. Really? I think, well, you know, I think I'm sure there's an, an emo emotional sort of support, ke, uh, you know, Hindu banega, whatever, with a huge, after all, Narendra Modi. Uh, was elected with a huge massive majority these are the majority people who do support something like this i would expect that but i think as you as you would know if you have covered major stories which where emotions run high the emotions run high in a small group of people in terms of the billions that we are mm. so the point is that not showing this or not showing that is not stopping rabid uh, anchor persons screaming and yelling mm. and all that. Yeah. So how I think that is far more inflammatory than showing one image. Mm. Absolutely, and if you compare it to what's being said, the image is actually I image really is immaterial. But if you're if you're a Muslim listening to a guy who's shouting "Bolo, uh, Bharat Mata ki jai," you're listening to a guy who's saying "Tum log ye ho, wo ho, Pakistan wapisha." This coloring of thinking. I think is is anti-thinking actually. It's anti-emotion. So for me, thinking and emotion are two very important f words for a human being to function in his life. If you're not thinking and if you're not using your emotion, these two things must be used. And emotion in this country is a bad word. But you have to remember that a lot of things have moved in this country and others from emotion. We got rid of the British from emotion, not from practicalities. We emotionally felt they had to leave. It was less practical and more emotional. So uh, Israel is built on emotion. What they feel for their country, most of their decisions. Yeah, they argue, they argue like us, they fight like us. It's a very argumentative culture like ours. But in the end, if you're killing these two things of not thinking through things and not using your emotion positively, I think that is detrimental. And I, this kind of y yelling and screaming, which there seems to be no control, there seems to be no restraint, there seems to be no... And I know Arnab and people in uh, Times Now, no, I won't go so far as Times Now, leave that out. I'm just talking about Arnab. I know Arnab is not stupid. He's yeah. not stupid. He's gone <laughs> on a track which has become uncontrollable. I wouldn't say the same for Times Now. But you have many Arnabs now. I think they I, are I, stupid. I agree that Times Now is stupid. I think Times Now is stupid. Yeah. I mean, Navika and they Rahul in a way are stupid in the way that Arnab yeah, is And the way they argue and the way they say yeah. things, they're just... I'm sorry, there is a lack of thinking there completely. Which makes them more dangerous, you know? Yeah, because each one of them is trying to ape... Uh, Arnab, Obviously, they, but the point is, uh, the they're point not is, able to do it. That's yeah, a different the thing. The point is that 
I've never believed in a product. A product can never work if it's a wannabe, if it's an also ran. Your product mm. has to be original. Of Every product that you are associated with should be original. Even your article that you write mm. should be original. original. If you've heard a phrase that you've read before, or if you're putting in a phrase that you've read before, it should not be there. Mm. Every sentence should be invented, original. Uh, Even invent words, for God's sake. But this kind of aping is detrimental to mm. the country. Absolutely. Where were you, sir, when the Allahabad High Court uh, gave its decision? Which you one? remember? Which I one was Sapri uh, Masjid? Uh, this only Ayodhya. Achha, okay. No, no, because I, I believe during that time also there were the similar time advisories. Of the decision. I was. I think I was with Hindu Sometimes. Okay. Uh, were you covering was, it because uh, you were also no, in Lucknow no, for a while? No, I covered 1992. Okay. So when, uh, as Madhu said, that these people just went uh, over the top, and nobody has actually seen, you know, how it was brought on, which is absolutely true because there was a complete design. The moment these guys went uh, to the top of the mosque. Uh, you know, they started pelting stones on the media. Mm. So the media was immediately, I mean, they were, uh, uh, I think, RSS and VHP guys. So they just took us uh, in a horde to the second floor of that building. I think it was Sita Rasoy or mm. some building was there. We, we, we had a very, very clear view of the mosque. As you should see the, the news track tra- tapes there on YouTube uh-huh. on Ayodhya mm. which gives every single detail yes. of every angle on all sides. Yes. Mm. I don't think there's a more comprehensive report yes. than that. It even rec- records a mutiny that took place at the mm. time when the constables were being told to stop the uh, destruction and they refused to go. So we don't know whether it was a planned thing that the guy will say I bolunga jao roko aur aap hilna nahi. No, I oh. personally feel it was planned because yeah. the way the things happen. I personally think attack, so, but we can't the prove attack it. Also, we, there was no attack on us. But the moment they went to the top, within 15 minutes, they started attacking us. So we had we were all, uh, you know, sent to the second floor. So Advani... And even there, they were... Uh, you Advani know, was having... Advani uh, was sitting uh, with all... Uh, no, the but BGP. him saying that none of this was planned and I'm shocked, so that's a lie no, you say. I, you have to know no, this then. No, no. Mm. Advani actually thought... That you know, there was uh, in in uh, school in NCC camps, boys were given these sort of fake guns, and you were made to march like twenty miles, thirty miles, and then the the NCC uh, the captains, the ones who were running the 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 camp, knew that the boys would be frustrated that walking for twenty miles and not having anything to do with their guns afterward. They used to have a wall over there where people used to just jam them and feel good that we poked it and we jammed it and they used to shove it in. Now, what happened with Advani, this is my reading, is that he did this amazing yatra where collected millions of people along the way. It was unprecedented. It turned the BJP's fortunes completely. But when he reached there, I actually my personal belief is he did not expect it to be brought down because the yatra itself had nothing to do with what the VHP and the RSS were planning. The structure was brought down by the VHP. We had proof of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's no, being wired so and when all he, When I it began to happen, my reporters told me that they saw him wringing his hands, crying, and having a breakdown. No, I was. Huh? I was. He did not was, expect it. I was. Maybe he was emotional. From maybe that was also planned. No, 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 he was emotional because don't forget he's from Lahore. Yeah. 
in the end he's also from Lahore so he thought that he would have this fabulous ending where he'd be sort of lauded ke main yahan tak laya hu aur hum girayenge and go home no i was he did not know of that plan i believe he did not know of the vhp's plan which was so intricate so practiced so carefully done that it could not go wrong before we wrap up there are two important announcements one is that please 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 send us feedback at contact@newslaundry.com we really thrive on your feedback also we have a bunch of other podcasts also that you must check out so you should definitely check out daily dose which is a daily news capsule that we give you about 7 to 8 minutes of the news of the day and also reporters without orders it's definitely one of our um, increasingly popular podcasts where young reporters discuss the news of the week they talk about their experience on the field it's really nice so check that out too and finally the last announcement two of our nl podcasts have been nominated for the first ever isha podcast awards these two podcasts are let's talk about which has been nominated as the best education podcast and awful and awesome has been nominated as isha's best podcast that's amazing news so please do vote on ishapodcastawards.com we'll leave a link below this so that you can log on to it very easily but i'd repeat that it's ishapodcastawards.com the last date of voting is october 31st so please vote for us make us win cuz if we win we'll force abhinandan to throw a party <laughs> and maybe we'll throw in a free hafta also what do you say kartik yeah <laughs> yeah he agrees <laughs> so that's all for this week thank you so much for listening in thank you so much our wonderful panel see you next week all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.